Just want to talk into the black ball. So who do you think is going to win? Uh, Floyd Mayweather will for sure win, I think. Um, Why? He's the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, and, and the dude doesn't get hit. So, like, you know, I think that a lot of people talk about, you know, Connor's power and, you know, his length and his size. But, like, Floyd's fought bigger guys. Um, before and it and it hasn't been a problem for him and right. like the, I think the last dude to really connect like was this shit right here. Uh, Shane Mosley yeah boom on, man. and then this duck. dude is in the and yeah he's duck. he's in the matrix yeah it's crazy and and I think they like you know like the way he plays he, he plays defense and I think that a lot of people say that he runs but like as you saw in that video like that's that's how he boxes he doesn't yeah. he doesn't run he stands there yeah and you know he'll he'll shoulder roll he knows what you're gonna throw before you're even gonna throw it. So his his counter he's the best counter puncher in the game. Yeah. Like for sure. So I, I think that you know, look, like Connor Connor could win, but it would take, you know, he needs to connect like, you know, the greatest punch for, for it, him to It'll be a one in a million shot yeah. and he'll knock him out. Yeah. If he gets it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he'll be able to land anything like that. And no. and I want him to win really <laughs> fucking bad. I, I just... kinda want him to win, but then after all of the hype and everything and, and, and i think that just seeing how the, the the fight's been kind of built up i'm like man i'm back on you know uh the money team just because you know i've i've always been a fan of, of floyd Mayweather, and i've i've just loved to watch him box even though he doesn't get an incredible amount of knockouts right but to me it's just like the the it's like an art you know he, he His makes it look that crazy. way yeah it's like man you've truly mastered your craft and, yeah you know to see that is exciting I was listening to a podcast in, you know, Tony Jeffries. Yeah. So he was saying that there's no way in hell Connor can win. And yeah. so if, if the Britain, like, title, champ, Olympic, whatever, right. will say that, then I'll... Yeah, I, I mean, you, yeah, I, I think that people in the sport understand it. You know, obviously, you know, Dana White's, you know, he's a little bit biased. And then, you know, there's obviously diehard Connor McGregor fans who really just love to hear him talk shit, yeah. which is he's a fucking entertaining guy. Yeah. But at the same time, like, man, if you really look, I mean, MMA is a completely different sport than, than boxing. It's a combat sport, but yeah. it's totally different. The rules and what you're limited to is different. Um, I don't like how people are saying, well, boxing's for, for pussies and, uh, you know, you, you, you never really truly get in a, in a fight. I mean, look at Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Like, those guys went damn near brain dead. Yeah. Um, and they boxed for, you know, years. So to say that... Uh, it, it's not a fight. Is a bunch of bullshit. I, again, I think it's a bunch of people who are really just extremely biased. To and, be that aggressive and physical inside of a ring is one of the most manly things you can do. So yeah. to say that whether you have gloves on or yeah, not, to man, say that's not to a get fight like, sucks. <laughs> in in like yeah, and I would encourage anybody else to just do like a playful fight like that. Yeah. Like it's it's no joke. So I agree. Like I want, I want Connor to either win from a crazy knockout, or I want him to get disqualified because he gets pissed and like does some jujitsu on him or right. some shit where he just takes him down. Right. Um, but I think from, <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Shit, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Floyd Mayweather has been headbutted before because guys just got pissed. 
Damn, it's really? Like, yeah, they couldn't fucking hit them. So when you That's know that when funny. they when they when they get closed up like that, like they just fucking crack him in the fucking head with their you know what i mean like it's it's but that's the that's the kind of game that he plays it's like dude you're not gonna hit me and then i'm just gonna come back and i'm gonna tag you like a fucking cobra and you're just gonna keep getting pissed yeah and it's not necessarily a knockout punch but he's scoring points like that dude grew up in the olympics like you know doing his thing so and that's what the sport is well if you understand the point system like he does too he will win because of that right and he knows what it takes to win and honestly connor might not even think he's gonna win yeah connor might know but like if you look at what Connor has done to put himself in that position, it is the the most genius marketing. Oh my God! Yeah, he's gonna Who multiply like his his his. Uh, I think his last fight made him like three million dollars, right? Which is a lot of money. I mean, like Floyd Mayweather yeah. kind of laughs at that because he makes like sixty, seventy million dollars. Yeah, uh, a fight, which is like crazy. But That's now fucking he's fucking retarded. Yeah, and now he's gonna he's I didn't gonna that. in one fight Connor is gonna make more than he's ever made in any fight combined in yeah. his entire career. Yeah, win or lose. Yeah, so he's good. Like, I th- yeah, I think he's just pumping it up. I think like the fact that he has been in the MMA for three years and got himself into the ring with the w- retired best boxer in the world yeah. when not even like the top boxers can do that. Right. Like that's nuts. Yeah. So, but I do, and I think, like, I like MMA better because it's a glorified cockfight. If you look at it, like, they literally just beat the shit out of each other. And if you look at, like, where it came from, they literally had, like, two guys who didn't even share any martial art, like, uh, relation. It was, like, the karate master versus the wrestler, and it was just, like, brutal fighting with no gloves or anything. Like, that's pretty crazy, so... Honestly, I'm not really familiar with how UFC started. Like, I wasn't a fan from the beginning like i just have you ever watched the old shit uh i've i've watched it um but like i was i never got into it i never you know i didn't keep up with it but then like as the sport evolved and obviously it's pretty much impossible to ignore yeah whether you're a a fight fan or not um you know who john jones is you know who conor mcgregor is you know floyd mayweather is um and you know to to see it now and like really just how precise these motherfuckers are like man i would just hate to see one of these guys on the street but and and and, you know i think to give connor some credit you know because i don't want it to sound like i'm I'm just kind of shitting on him but as as far as this fight like i feel like he has really no chance but if if the if the script was flipped and Floyd was to take the gloves oh. off and go into an uh and go into the octagon. Floyd. He would die. Yeah, like he literally. would die. <laughs> there was there's no way he's walking out yeah, of it alive. Well, he's dead. So it's a you know what I mean like and I think that that's probably where it's gonna go afterwards. I don't know if actually Connor or or Dana White will actually say it after the fight has yeah. happened and, and Connor's lost. But I think Connor will a try lot to of say people, that. Yeah, I, I think, think a lot of people down. will though. Yeah, I don't think it'll go will. down. No, fuck no. Floyd's not stupid. You know, he yeah, call, they no. call him Pretty Boy Floyd for a reason. Yeah. He never gets fucking hit. So the last thing he's going to do is yeah. check, step into the well, octagon. Well, and that's the thing. is like if you look at So, like, when you step into the octagon, there's wrestling, jiu-jitsu, judo, karate, fucking kung fu, Muay Thai, right. boxing. Right. Like, the thought of putting all those things together. And the crazy part is is they have fucking – dude, they're, it's all the way down to, like, five years old now where they're getting into MMA classes. Yeah. Um, my uh, my coach who does Muay Thai and uh, boxing with me, his sons are like national champions, and literally one of them is five years old. And he was like, that's "Oh yeah, crazy. that's my yeah." He's like, "That's my son's trophy up there." And I and I look over, and his son is doing like hooked on phonics, watching us, like literally hooked on. He's doing schoolwork, and I was like, "Him?" And he's like, "Yeah, those three are his." 
he's national title holder or something like that. And I was like, how old is he? He's like, he's five. Fucking Spartans. Yeah. Dude, it's nuts. He has three of them. Little, little fucking monsters. But the crazy thing is, is so like, this is starting to evolve more and more. So imagine in five years. Yeah. The people in the UFC are going to be lethal fucking weapons that are like just, more so than they already are. Oh my god, yeah. it's just nuts, dude. Yeah. So, but it but some of the coolest shit is if you go way back and uh watch like 1993 um UFC because right when it first started, there was no rules, there was no system. It literally was like, okay, we got like I said, the karate dude and the American wrestler, and it would be like this foreign Chinese karate martial artist dude who barely even spoke English, and then like the American college athlete, and they would get in the ring, and it would just be like, okay, whoever wins. No, that's fucking These are awesome. the knockout rules. There was no like, dude, it was way more brutal than it is now dude, because obviously, as any sport evolves, they have to make <laughs> rules. But bro, if you go back and watch it's just it, a blood sport. Yeah, dude, like it was on at like midnight and shit. It wasn't. Oh, okay. it, yeah, it wasn't like glorified whatsoever. Spike TV didn't pick it up yet. Yeah. Like. Um, it's pretty fucking nuts. And Dana White has been it been. Oh yeah, he was one of the first guys to get like yeah, dude. He's a he's a genius. Wow. Yeah. So that shit grew so much because you had two guys who did two completely different styles of fighting and right. like imagine the bets back then. Yeah. Like so biased, but like yeah, the coolest fucking shit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. There was this one dude. I can't remember what he did. I don't know if it was uh, Muay Thai or karate or something, but he was just like super calm. But so like one guy would come in with a singlet and one guy would come in with like his gi or whatever, you know, and uh, he would literally just be like throwing bombs, like kicks and shit while this other guy is trying to grapple him. Like it just made no sense. Like I said, it's a cockfight. It just, <laughs> right. But it's the coolest fucking thing you think uh-huh. about. No oh, man, I I'll have to YouTube it. Yeah, but this should be on demand or YouTube and all that shit. But speaking of UFC, man, I'm I'm kind of sad to hear about uh, John Jones. That, dude, again? Yeah, it's like, crazy. I mean, the the first time I think they said that he was on steroids, but he wasn't on steroids. Like they, uh, he he took like a uh, a Viagra pill or something like that. But it is performance enhancing yeah. because obviously you blood know, vi- dial. Um, what is it, vessel dilator? Yeah. Dial vessel So, uh, I don't know if it's actually steroids. I, I wouldn't be surprised because if you saw, like, how he was, um, you know, when he first started training for the fight to where, or when uh, before he got suspended to where he is now, like, physically, like, the dude is just jacked out of his mind. Yeah. And I'm like, I, and I know that he was doing some, uh, some he, he was working with some, strength and conditioning coaches out in uh new york i forget the guy's names um and he was doing like a lot of like power lifting and stuff like that i mean the, the dude just put on probably it looked like 20 to 30 pounds of of, of muscle yeah um and and he actually got on joe rogan's podcast and joe rogan was like dude like you know you, you got you put on a lot of weight you're getting jacked but how are you going to be able to move in the ring and, right. and stuff like that so um a lot of those guys that are on trt though too like it's so easy to get testosterone replacement therapy right. that like a ton but of guys but it's performance enhancing oh 100% yeah. I'm just saying like a lot of guys go in and off of that especially in just major league sports right. at all and if they don't time it properly they're screwed when they get tests but it's uh cause I was listening to a old ass Joe Rogan podcast and they were talking about it and then they brought up you remember pride fighting mm-hmm. so pride is the same thing as UFC essentially right you know pride there's uh like it's it's a drug like they, you, they don't test no you're allowed to, and it's part of like when you sign up as a fighter, you have to agree to know that like whether you're natural or not, you could be fighting someone that isn't. Yeah. So if you go back and watch it, dude, the dudes are just so fucking jacked because they were talking about this. I was like, what? And I like yeah. looked it up, and it's just like nuts how big these motherfuckers right. were. Even the heavyweights were just 
400 pounds and like 10 percent body fat (laughs) (laughs) not that ridiculous but yeah like well man this is the way i see it is like which is for an entertainment purpose oh it's it's fucking fucking awesome it's awesome yeah that's why that's why i think that baseball players should be able to take yeah i want to see you hit it out of the park but at the same time like it doesn't necessarily equate to hitting more home runs like you can say that that guy Mm. cheated but really the only the only difference is your ability to recover it doesn't it doesn't improve your coordination or or necessarily uh you know again like allow you to hit more home runs or knock a guy out like there's plenty of guys who take steroids who can't fucking fight yeah you know what i mean like yeah it it might suck if if you get hit by that person but like man you know i i think that steroids definitely doesn't wasn't the reason that john jones beat daniel cormier like he already beat Daniel Cormier, and he did it after a weekend of fucking cocaine. So, like, you know, the dude is just a monster. (laughs) Actually, man, like, I, you know, I, I don't know how how far that this episode might make it, but like, uh, I hate to throw him under the bus, but John Jones was like the most savage motherfucker when it comes to like partying. Like, I was in, uh, I was in Miami, and uh, we had a we had a booth right next to right next to him and his brothers and stuff like that and they what? had like really? a bunch of people yeah oh shit and uh so uh, a friend that i was with bought this guy a, a bottle of dot p right and so the waitress brings him brings him the bottle they open it or whatever and he comes over and he says thanks and uh he drinks the whole fucking bottle right like straight out the bottle straight out of the fucking bottle right <laughs> straight out of the bottle doesn't pour it in the glass drinks it straight out of the bottle not only that like uh, grabs one of the you know how in clubs they have like the little uh spigots or whatever so when they pour shots it doesn't right. get all over the place and yeah, yeah. Uh, it pours neatly and stuff like that he tips the the fucking bo- the the bottle over and i mean it's just slowly just like pouring in his mouth but he had it up there dude i'm it was the craziest thing ever, and I was like, "How is this guy even functioning?" Right Do steroids now? help you drink more? No, I th- I don't think he was on. Uh, he wasn't on steroids at the time because he had a he had a a few fights um, under his belt after after that. Yeah. And uh, but like so the the first time that he beat DC, that was like uh, that was after I saw him in uh, in Miami. But he was just I, I was like, man, he's got to be on coke or or Molly right. or something like that because the dude is just. There's no way that you can just drink that amount no. of alcohol and still be no. still be standing and still be functioning. And then we saw him at another club after that. I mean, same fucking thing, dude. Like, the dude was just putting bottles upside down. See, and, and that's what a- I respect about, like, Floyd is because I actually heard that he, he'll, like, go – he goes to clubs all the time. He goes to strip clubs all stuff. And I heard but he, he doesn't never even drinks. drink. Yeah. yeah. Like, I respect that because you're undefeated and you keep fighting, keep fighting. He's actually getting old, too. Yeah. He's way older than I thought he was. He's, like, 40-something, isn't he? Uh yeah he's like yeah I he's, he's like forty three sure. or yeah, some shit yeah. and he's like going out and not partying like he's disciplined like he's an arrogant asshole but like whatever like that's part of the fame part mm-hmm. of the, his his yeah and I think that's part the marketing strategy right because he used to be pretty boy Floyd yeah. and now he's money Mayweather because yeah. of that reason he was smart with how he marketed himself right yeah. well I mean, he, to and ex- he was the first boxer to promote himself yeah oh yeah hundred percent and so he's he I mean it's just like game. it's kind of like Kanye in a way like. Love him or hate him, like he he's smart by the what he did. He's a crazy right. piece of shit at times, but <laughs> <laughs> but he's smart if you think about it because it attracts like attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm still gonna, I, dude. I'm not gonna be able to watch it. It's gonna be on today. You're not gonna be able to watch no. it. No, we're celebrating Shannon's birthday. It's not on today. It's on I know. Tomorrow. I know. We're celebrating. Oh, 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 tomorrow. Okay, okay. I yeah. thought you said you, you, my boys have a bunch of people over, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. 
So hopefully it'll be on at the. We're going to some uh, her her uh, uh, sister and brother in law are coming. We're going to some restaurant, so I hope it's fucking because okay. it's it's his birthday too. But yeah. I'm like praying the fight will be on. Honestly, I I was I was disappointed I missed the John Jones fight, but at the same time, like. Dude, like a couple days later, you're you're gonna see it on YouTube. Yeah, or exactly. The, the day after, or even just like right after the fight it, it is was, done, you'll see it. Honestly, on like, how do you say his name? Cor, Corier, Cormier, Cormier. Yeah, he was he was actually solid. Like he was putting up a fight. Like it, I did not think yeah, he was gonna get knocked out like that, and it was fine. And then all of a sudden, like just out of nowhere, shin to the head. Yeah, dude. And so like that's one thing I was talking to my coach about is like. The, the deadly part about MMA or Muay Thai is, like, because me and him will do boxing stuff, and if we throw in kicks, like, at any moment, you can just be done. Yeah. And it's so much different blocking a kick than and it is punches. There's so much more power generated in a kick it's than there crazy. is in a punch. And then talking about points, like, so he's starting to, like, because I might, act, like I said, I might actually go and, like, do, like, a smoker where it's, like, sparring kind of. Yeah. And uh, for points, like, you have to be, like, in the pocket and just be able to, like, do soft taps because... I don't want to like blow my wad on one punch right yeah. away, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when you actually account for those, it makes the game so much more difficult yeah. and so much more tiring because we're sitting there going back and forth. And he was like, like on uh, Wednesday, he was like, I'm going to just let you know, like if you leave yourself open, I'm going to like, Fucking yeah, because like yeah. the whole goal was like punch, 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 move, punch, yeah. punch, punch, move, like and get out of the way. And he cracked me a couple times in the, in the gut, and I was like, fuck. Uh, yeah, but then it, <laughs> and then it teaches you, like, start moving, right? Because, yeah. like, you have to pivot around or else, like, points are just going to get, like, laid on you. Right. It's crazy, man. Right. But. And that's the thing, too, is, like, I, I saw something, and, I don't, again, I don't know if it's true, and it could just be uh, stuff being put out in the media to, to throw Floyd's game off, which is really hard to do. But um, it was the thing was, like, oh, I told, I told Connor that uh, – you know, go all out for three rounds. It was either three rounds or five rounds. I can't remember which. Um, and if you don't knock him out, then at least you tried, right? And, like, that was, like, the fight strategy. So imagine if he just did that. But I don't know how many rounds they're going, but if they're going to go 12 rounds... Oh, he's going to gas and out. You, and you gas out in three or five rounds, you're yeah. fucked. Especially against somebody like Floyd. Well, so, and that's the thing is... But at the same time, like, I think, like, boxers are used to, the like, the like longevity side of it the endurance side of it whereas ufc actually might ha i know there's only like three or five rounds I'm out of yeah i think five rounds yeah so like i understand that it's less rounds but they are they're longer rounds yeah and they actually have to be explosive during that time so yeah. if connor is smart he won't do that and he'll actually pace himself he's gonna have more available stores to be explosive throughout that time than floyd would because he's used to that yeah. shit but if he does just go all out right off the bat like because you can't take him down yeah He's gonna be stupid if he. I think I think Floyd will piss him off. Oh, I think and so I think too. He'll he'll end up getting tired. Yeah, we'll see. I just hope he lands a punch and just <laughs> knocks him I, out. I just want him to disturb like the, because everybody's so confident. Yeah, but I, I heard a lot of the bets in Vegas are like flipping now because the uh, favor is so much in Floyd that people are starting to bet on McGregor because they know it'll like, if it's an upset, like they'll just cash out. Yeah, which would be crazy, but. All right, let's. Uh, we had a question about um, essentially heart rate variability, right? right? Like, she was wondering like what the benefit of it is because Orange Theory Fitness tracks your heart rate. I've never. Have you ever been in one? Never been to one. Um, I've just seen like videos. Right, and, and essentially they all wear heart rate monitors. Yeah. And I mean, there's like treadmills, rowers, there's circuits. Everything's going on, and you watch a screen, right? And it shows your heart rate. So I think the benefit is for 
the ability to set targets for people and then they can actually understand where they need to be um, from not only a performance, uh, an intensity level, but also like a recovery level. So you don't go over the top, you don't go too low, you can stay in your heart rate depending. Now, I don't think they do it to this extent, but if they were smart, what I would do is like, so like if we had screens in Vigor, I would be programming it. So like Monday, I want your heart rate up here and your intensity up here. Tuesday, I want it down here. Wednesday is going to be middle and then we're going to crank it back up and then we're going to bring it down. Mm -hmm. So then you have these waves of like high intensity, uh, whether you're doing strength training, boot camp, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't think they do it that way. From my understanding, they have one heart rate zone and like your goal yeah. is to stay there the whole time, yeah. which I think can be a benefit because the people who are really out of shape can stay at the same level as the people who are in shape and feel good about it. Like if you think about like a psychology factor of getting people in the gym, right. it's a friendly model that makes sense that gets results. But at the same time, it goes back to like when you look at a treadmill and has like the fat burning zone, like yeah. we know that's not, that's kind of a myth, right? So it kind of traps people into staying at one intensity, which I think is stupid, um, or going too hard because they're trying to compete. What do you, like, what did you, I know you've studied a little bit of this more than uh, I have, so, like, what's your opinion on so, implication? I, I, again, like, I can't really go into the whole Orange Theory thing. I, th I think that, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, from, from what I know about it, that's exactly how they, uh, how they use it. Um, and, and, and when you, when you do that, I think that, uh, you, you really kind of close yourself into this really kind of like confined space of, of your own personal fitness and you're for sure going to hit a plateau. So then it's like, okay, well, where do you go from there? Versus if we were to implement that, um, with our own, you know, personal clients and say, okay, well, day by day, it's it's going to change, right? So whether you're strength training or whether you're doing high intensity, you know, metabolic training, um, or if you're doing low intensity, which is, again, is like really important because some people might think that they're doing low intensity, but they might get on the Stairmaster yeah. and they might turn it all the way up and go for 45 minutes and their heart rate is jacked out of its fucking yeah. mind. So, you know what I mean? So uh, it, it would give people a little bit more clarity um you know as of right now we kind of just uh take an educated guess on um what each of our clients are doing um and, and you know I, I know that you know you you told your clients and i certainly tell my clients okay this is kind of your your work to rest period right. um because you know this is you know this is kind of like uh the it's, it's very it's kind of generalized though right depending on whether it's a, a male or a female um and, and and certainly uh fitness level as well but um, if you can see, you know, how high somebody is getting their heart rate and then, okay, well, I want you to kind of bring it back down. So before that you hit, before you hit this next set of trap bar deadlifts, you need to be at this heart rate instead of keeping it up here the whole time. Yeah. Because if you're not recovering and then we're working at a, a three or five rep max or even, you know, 75 to 85% where we're working at a heavier load and, you know, maybe going for multiple reps, it's not going to make sense for you to stay at this elevated heart rate because then your performance is going to hinder. You're not going to get stronger. Yeah. Right. To a certain, I mean, you might, right. right. For, uh, or, or you will, but as a again, beginner. yeah, as a beginner, because pretty much you can throw anything at a beginner exactly. and they're going to win. Uh, but at the same time, as time goes on, let's say we, we, we take that approach with guys who are, or women who have been training with us for two to three years. And then, you know, we, we take that same approach, then they're going to, you know what I mean? Like they're not, their one rep max or three rep max or five rep max isn't going to go up. It's just going to stay right where it's at because, you know, they're not allowed, they're not allowing themselves the recovery time to improve that. So 
we could make it a little bit more specific than what Orange Theory does. I think that it's great from a marketing perspective. Yeah. Again, it's kind of like that fad when these heart rate monitors came out. Somebody just jumped on it and decided to base their theory their, off of yeah, yeah, exactly. the concept. Yeah. I think like one thing is I, I think I touched on this on one of the previous podcasts is like your body is going to adapt to cardio very easily. So my fault with it is if they're keeping people at the same heart rate all the time, that's a huge flaw because yeah. you're you're going to adapt very quickly. Mm-hmm. Rather than uh, undulating their heart rates exactly. and undulating their cal- uh, calories burn, undulating their cardiovascular training and their strength training. Um, and then the other point is like what you said. So we know that uh, the biggest mover in strength and building muscle is going to be um, weight lifted, how uh, frequently you're training, um, total volume, so reps, sets, times weight. Yeah. Uh, but it has nothing to do with your rest period or your heart rate really. So I think this would be a benefit for a lot of the women I train because it would teach them that you need to rest longer so you can lift more weight because right. more weight's going to lead to more lean muscle tissue, which is going to, in the long run, burn way more fat than you trying to keep your heart rate uh, like elevated constantly throughout the session. Um, and then for guys, maybe you don't take such a long rest, right? Don't let your heart rate get all the way back to the lowest level. Like keep it midway so you can still have a, uh, your oxygen flowing and everything right. like that. So, uh, But I do think it places – because a lot of people assume that we can just like rush through rest periods and then we'll get more out of it because it causes them to sweat more. Right, right. Which I think is a huge flaw because you're not going to build more muscle. And, and the most important thing – in longevity of weight loss and fat loss is building muscle and having a healthy metabolism, which right. which actually has very little to do with your heart rate variability to an extent. Um, now, if we're talking about longevity of your health, I think it is important to take these things into consideration. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to focus on every single level of heart rate. You can't just keep your yourself in one zone all the time for all your training. Like It has to go up and down constantly. Well, let's go back to cardio too because again, I, and I think that we've touched on it before in the past too is you know ultimately what cardio is or, or – um, uh, high intensity training, right? The the goal of it is to get yourself up to you're you're, you're trying to push the limit, so you're gonna you're gonna jack up your heart rate. But really, what conditioning is is that when you're done with that, so let's say I get done with a 20 minute conditioning session of just going balls to the wall, and then after that, you know when you know week one of maybe a let's say you're on a conditioning program, week one it takes you 10 minutes to get down to uh, a normal resting heart rate, right? Or what's normal for yeah. you? Um, you know, by week four, you sh- that time should reduce. So, yeah. you know, maybe you cut it down to five minutes. So it's your body's ability to recover. And that's ultimately what you're striving for, not necessarily to focus on what number's up on the TV screen and say, okay, well, I need to be at uh, 180 beats per minute um, for an extended period of time. Yeah. And then afterwards, you're, you're still there for you know, 10, 15 minutes uh, at at this elevated heart rate, that's not a good thing. Um, You have to be able to down-regulate and your body has to be able to adapt and recover. And the quicker that it does that, that's conditioning. That's conditioning your body to to perform in its favor. So I think the big takeaway here too is that's indirectly has an effect on fat loss. Like I think a lot of people go to Orange Theory because they wear a heart rate monitor and that's going to make them lose fat. When in reality, your rest period has very little to do with – how much fat you lose, that's a lot more of nutrition, overall training, muscle mass on your body, whatever. But indirectly, if it allows you to perform better in the long run, sooner or later that's going to have a direct effect on how much fat you lose. Right. But it's not like a direct correlation. And I think like 
this is way more important for athletes. Like the real science that all this heart rate variability came from is literally from professional fighters, professional soccer players, people who need to be able to constantly go and recover while they're still on the field, they're still in the ring. Like yeah. Joel Jameson's like the king of all this yeah. stuff, right? And all he does is work with those people. So I do think it's kind of like the uh, oxygen mask. Like the real purpose of an oxygen mask, in my opinion, would maybe be to, to make it a struggle. Like I know fighters who wear it because it is harder to breathe, and there's going to be times where you need to perform while you're getting choked out. Yeah. But in reality, it doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't make yeah. you faster. It doesn't make you perform better. It's like a discomfort, and, and it, to me, it makes more sense from a psychological standpoint. If you can still train and be strong while that like is going on and not like get anxiety, then I think that's going to help you in the ring. And I was just going to say, like, you got to, in order for that to be the case, you got to be one of those crazy motherfuckers who just, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're willing to kill yourself in training in order to, you know, to perform yeah. in, in the ring or whatever whatever your sport is. You got to be um, willing for that if you're going in the ring. Regardless. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've proved that that's a bunch of bullshit. I think that, you know, when, when people talk about high-altitude training, like, you know, these people, and, and they use, you know, guys in this soccer team for in Peru as an example, like, they also live at that elevation. So yeah. they're constantly there. So when they come down to where normal people live, that they're, you know, they're like superhumans and they can just outrun you yeah. all day and it, you know, without breaking a sweat. Depending, so like, and I think they actually regulate this now, like uh, your body adapts to uh, climate change so quick, or not climate change, elevation change pretty quickly. So I think they actually force those teams to, to fly out like a week ahead of yeah. time yeah. because their body will adjust by the time it is and then right. there's no advantage. Right. Um, the only advantage is if you go up and then come, like you come down the next day and perform. Right. Would you and and, and and technically, you know, in some it depends on what sports you're in, but that's performance enhancing. And yeah, you get banned for it. I was you just know, about that. That's what you. that's what Lance Armstrong yeah. ultimately got banned for with blood doping. Would you do that? Fuck yeah, I do it. <laughs> like, but I mean, at the same, actually, I mean, I would the, do the it. idea. I I I like the I uh, I like the idea of it. Right, like you know, I would do it because I'm not a sport. And it's and it's not really synth, it's not really synthetic. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's a natural. It's not harmful. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, yes, you can manipulate it, but at the same time, you know, there's I think that the way that uh, you know people really abuse it, and it can actually cause blood clots and, yeah. and stuff like that. So you really have to be careful. And and Lance Armstrong talked about this on Joe Rogan's podcast, man. Like, you know, there's, there's doctors who are with you 24 seven when you're at that level. And that's what you need because, you know, a lot of cyclists and he said, he's like, man, a lot of these guys are waking up at, you know, two or 3 AM and then going on a bike ride because they have to get their blood moving because, you know, when they're sleeping for eight hours, you know, their, their blood starts to clot. So, you know, that's, that's a crazy. scary fucking yeah. sight you know, or, or a thought, you know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, you go to sleep and, and yeah. you don't fucking wake up, but you felt perfectly, you you felt and you were performing better than ever, but then all of a sudden you just, you don't that's wake up. That's crazy. You know? that, was, that was more of an old school, I think, that science is, has come a long yeah. way. He was talking about when he first got into the sport or, like, the really old school guys. Right. But, um, you know, people have been cheating for so long, and I think that, I, I really think that cheating is is more uh, perspective. I, I, it's so I w- and I I still think that's cheating because it's a rule against the sport itself. Right. Right. So anything because outside you're the rules, breaking the rules. Yeah. Yes, whether yes. I agree with the rule yeah. or not, but yeah. I would do it simply so I could experience it and then talk about it and write right. about it and, and maybe do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so because I think it would be a fun training session. Right. But again, I'm not 
a professional bike rider, right? Right. Um, which is funny because there was actually a guy in the UFC who was complaining because his fighter had uh, surgery and he got like knee replacements and like arthritic like tendons or something like that and it allowed him to start fighting again and he, and he won. So the guy who lost was complaining about it because he's but saying he tested, that's in a... Yeah. No, he didn't. The, he was... Oh, okay. The guy who lost was uh, claiming that that's a performance enhancement. Oh. And that's why he lost. Yeah. Which is... It is, but that's fucking stupid. Like, right. the dude had fucked up knees. Like, what are you going to tell him he can't have surgery? Like... Probably just complain. You know what I mean? He like, lost. Yeah. yeah. I mean... But, I mean, that's, that's probably where it comes from too is like the losers. Like, like what... You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what winner is going to say, okay, well, you can't fight me because, you know, you had a fucked up knee, yeah. and, you know what I mean? Like, now you're better than ever, and right. that's, that's why I lost. I yeah. think, you know, I mean, that's a, I think that's a losing, that's a losing state of mind. But, I mean, I, I have nothing to do with the Did, sport, uh, so. Do you know uh, Joe Rogan's on TRT? Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys over 40 are, I it's mean. It's crazy yeah, how, ultimately. like, it's, it's a lot of people. Yeah. But it makes sense, too, because I was like, man. He looks great for 50. I didn't know he was 50 years old. He's jacked. Yeah. He's like, yeah. doesn't look very old. Yeah. Makes more sense now. And he also, had, I mean, he had a lot of shit fucked up with him because he's done martial arts for so long. Yeah. His hips and his shoulders. And he got and like stem cell treatment and stuff of drugs, like that. Bro. Yeah, I mean. Dude, stem cells is something I am extremely interested in. Yeah, me as well. They're taken out of babies and it's not even harming the baby whatsoever. They're taken out of the placenta. They're not taken out oh, of the okay, baby. okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not just okay. sticking needles in newborn babies and okay. extracted stem cells. I thought, dude, I thought that's what it was. <laughs> no, they, they, they take the they take the placenta. placenta. Ah, yeah, okay. And that's the best way. That's the best form of stem cells they you know they can take it out of i had a client um they took it out of his uh bone marrow they took it out of his hip yeah um and uh and then they injected it in his knee um, but see that's what i heard they were taking it out of young individuals as well because their cells regenerate so quick not in this country no maybe russia and and it's it's not even legal to do it here um as far as uh like to get it from the placenta so a lot of guys you know I why th- because they're they're gonna say that uh, you know, they're, they're, it's it's a hypothetical situation. They're like, okay, well, if we approve of this, then people are just going to have babies just to get these stem cells yeah. and be more healthy, <laughs> right? Have a laboratory. It's so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so fucked up. I mean, but at the same time, it's like if this is my wife and, and we want to use her placenta, I, and, I think and, we should have the rights to her placenta. Yeah. But the thing is, is people don't even understand. I mean, you walk out to anybody out here in the street and you start talking about stem cells, people don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. They know more about acid and LSD uh, than they do. But at the same time, they're letting people eat the placenta. Right. But I can't use the stem cells? Or is that the same thing? It's just not injecting it in me. Uh, well, I mean, they, they say that it helps with, you know, I, I think that the idea of eating the placenta is a lot different than injecting it, right? I think more people are freaked out of eating placenta. I mean, it doesn't sound appetizing to me. No. but um, I mean, if it had the same effects as stem cell... But no, not the, not the same I would, effect. I would throw it down. Not the same effect because stem cell injections target a certain area. Right, right? So, exactly. So, yeah, if you're going to get um, – so if you, if you want it, something in the shoulder, they're going to inject yeah, it in your shoulder. Okay. But if you eat it, it's not going to go. Dude, like if you had full access to like just tons of stem cells, you are Wolverine. Kind of, you, yeah. Because he just heals. I mean fucking Dan Bilzerian did it and like, you know, like he wasn't able to like lift his arm and then like I think yeah. like three weeks later the guy so, was boxing. Okay, so, uh, so certain states it is legal? No, he went to he went to Mexico. Like uh, Joe Rogan went to Mexico too. I was gonna say, yeah, because they were talking about yeah. shit. Or like, Germany, like Kobe went to Germany. Like mm. a lot of professional athletes will go to Germany because they're like ahead of the game over there. See, that um, is. But crazy. some people will go to Mexico because it's obviously it's a, a little cheaper. But yeah, they'll 
they do it out there. I'm about to tell my dad dude, he's about to get hip replacement. I'm yeah. about to just tell him to take a trip, get some stem cells. Yeah, dude, that's nuts. Yeah. you know uh, I've been I've been digging into. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast I just did. Um, deep nutrition. It talks a lot about epigenetics mm-hmm. and like our environmental stuff and like what especially for women so if they're eating certain things or they're living a certain way or they're surrounding themselves with certain things the genetics that get passed on to their baby are so insane it's literally been so much easier for me to eat extremely clean foods like i cut out dude i haven't even chewed you know i am with gum i haven't dude i haven't chewed gum in over a week because like all these artificial things and i do feel better um unless it's placebo but whatever i feel better but like like it getting passed on to your offspring is so unbelievably common it's insane you know a, a lot of people are telling Steph that uh, because Olivia our, our daughter is like two months more advanced than like most babies right like the the way she's developed and yeah. the things that she's doing and how long she's able to hold her head up and how she stands on her own two feet like and we're like barely holding her and stuff like that you know and like People are like, dude, like that's not fucking normal, and uh, you know that. Yeah, they're trying to, you know, I mean, people are like, well, you you were working out, you know, your entire pregnancy. That probably has something to do with it. A hundred percent. And you guys eat. I mean, like, let's be real. Like, she was pregnant. She probably ate some bullshit. Uh, Everybody does. Yeah, but but like ninety percent of her diet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The only thing that she craved was like bagels. You know, it wasn't like ice cream or you know, I mean, like she craved a, a. a fucking uh, Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. And I was like, fuck no. Like, you're not eating nah. fast food. So I made it. Like, I made the cheese. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I made everything. And I was like, this is going to be, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to have this, then it's going to yeah. be something that I make. That's crazy. And I guarantee yeah. that's it, too. Because, like, especially with females. Um, so they, uh, I can't remember what age it is. But when they're really, really, really young. Like, babies, they uh create ovaries and they are those are their ovaries for the rest of their life yeah men reproduce sperm so frequently it's insane yeah. like <laughs> dude i was reading this shit and i was look like on your face man i wish we had this on video <laughs> bro i was reading that shit and i was like damn we are just like a fucking machine right. whereas they have that and that's it's it's there right. so it's even more harmful for them so they need to i mean we have it way easier for a lot of things but they need to really focus on like health and training and all yeah. that stuff and like 90% of their diet being like real whole foods because the the carry on to their their offspring is is nuts and that's what causes like all these immune disease um, dude they were linked to cancer alzheimer's autism like so many different things it's yeah. in fucking insane even just like the smallest food allergies or like um, development like of how quick they like are yeah. able to do these different things or um, how often they get sick irritable bowel syndrome like literally everything under the sun it's crazy and that's why like native americans like back in the day they literally never got sick yeah because they they didn't eat any bullshit and they were the last ones to start eating all these processed shit so i was reading about that and dude they were so fucking smart that they would eat the guts of uh grass feeding uh animals because it's fermented plants yeah which is like kimchi and yeah. all these different things so they could get probiotics yeah dude they did this game i talked about this on the last one but you got here this is fucking gross these Native Americans would hunt a bison, right? And like the two men of like the chief, like or the like squad or tribe or whatever. The squad. <laughs> squad. Uh, How? They, they would, squad. So they would dissect the the bison, and they would sit down one on each end, and they would stretch out the intestine, yeah, like a certain amount of it, and they would race to see who could eat to the middle. Holy shit! Kind of like uh, what's that movie with the the dogs eating the spaghetti? Oh. uh... 
Lady and the Tramp. Literally just like that. And, and that's what this lady was breaking down. Years. So she was uh, she was saying that they would like eat. So they she read all these like historian books where they would talk to these Native Americans of why they're so healthy yeah. and find out about their medicines. And they would say like because these these bisons would eat so much grass that it would get fermented in their gut. We would kill them and then we would eat the all intestines the to get and probiotics. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking that's wild. Yeah. This book is it's it's pretty dope. Um, the lady who wrote it, uh, Doctor Catherine Shannon Shanahanan or something, it's fucking weird. But she's actually the nutritionist for the Lakers. Oh wow! Yeah, it's dope. Mm. But point being, like the genetics behind everything is like everything we do in our life is like gonna carry over. So the sooner you can start doing shit, like the more likely your offspring and and everything in your life is gonna improve like significantly from disease prevention, all these different things. Which to me is part of the reason why I get sour about paying so much fucking taxes on my business and medical bills, all this shit. Like Dude, I don't go to the fucking, fucking doctor. Bullshit. Yeah, it is. We should have to pass like a physical yeah. and a health test, and then that determines how much taxes you pay. President Cody, twenty twenty. Yeah. Let's go, make America. <laughs> President Boom Boom. <laughs> I can't do have you seen the Great Human Odyssey? The uh, the documentary. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's called the Great Human Odyssey. Dude, you got to fucking watch it. What is it about? Like. Uh, so it, it's, it's, I mean, it's really like the evolution of, of man. And like, you know, you were talking about genetics and, um, and Native Americans. And like Native Americans have like the most unique DNA like on the face of the earth. Like more than, more than anybody. And like I was super interested because I've done like my ancestry and stuff like that. And it's funny because like my, my dad, we, he grew up like, or I grew up and, and, and he was always telling us that, we were like Native American. I took this fucking like ancestry DNA thing Nothing. and like not a fucking drop of Native American like <laughs> whatsoever. What the fuck? So, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, it says like I'm like one percent. It says like I'm like one percent Asian, right? But then you, when, when you break that down, and then you know we we did some research on it when you look back to like ancient civilization. I mean, because it fucking tracks it oh, yeah. back all the way to like hunter gatherer. Pay for that. Yeah, I paid like a hundred bucks for it. Oh, that's not bad. Um, not I'm even, like, not even. Like, yeah, I think I think that everybody test? should do it. Uh, you, no, you just spit in this fucking tube and you send it in. What? Uh, and it takes what? like six weeks to get your results back, and you can pull it up on your phone. Like I could pull it up right now if I wanted Damn, to. Yeah, well, I'm about to do that. I and it's I was like that legit. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and it breaks it down and like everything. So like all the way back to like hunter gatherers, but you know this one percent Asian ended up being from where, and that was like Genghis Khan. Well, like that, but like the uh, well. Everybody's related to Genghis Khan. Yeah, probably fucking no, actually, three quarters of the earth. Yeah, legitimately, like, I think it's thirty-seven percent of people are actually related to Genghis that's Khan. That's insane. <laughs> My brother did the research insane. on that shit. Yeah, that is. So it's like crazy. it's in the thirty percent. Right, like this. But then, like, you know, those people from that region of of Asia uh, also cr- were the ones who crossed into North America, right? When when the ice age yeah. happened, they yep. crossed across that bridge. So that's where. I think that you know ultimately he got like the the whole Native American idea. Right. Um, yeah, because like actually Joe Rogan was interviewing this dude, um, or maybe it was Rob Wolf. Some it was like it was Rob Wolf. I was listening to his because he does a lot of ancestral good stuff, and he had a guy who was like a historian about ancestral nutrition, all this stuff. And he was like, he was a, just an asshole, but he was like, uh, what do you say? Native Americans always hate me. They get pissed at me. You're Asian. Enough said. <laughs> and I was like, damn, bro. But essentially, that's what he's saying is like, yeah. because they migrated from Alaska and then Alaska over to yeah. Asia. And but at the same time, they have completely different DNA from someone who's Japanese or Chinese yeah. or. Dude, epigenetics, yeah. like over time, like that's like hundreds of years yeah. pass and you will evolve to whatever right. it is. And that's why, like, 
you have to look at like the the people the probably the least healthy individuals in our like generation had unhealthy parents and grandparents. If they yeah. were just unhealthy parents, they have a way higher uh, chance of being able to flip those epigenetics for their future family. Right. But once it goes past two generations, she said that it's almost like, not impossible, but it's extremely hard to reverse it. Right. But that probably happens. So she was saying, so a lot of people who have uh, grandparents who were in World War One, like, they that was when like a big thing happened with uh because they were over there and they were stationed they started uh, that's when they created those like packaged meals and they were stationed in a place where they got no sun so they got no vitamin d like those people were some of the un uh, most unhealthy babies like yeah from the last five generations well man as, as soon as this country started processing anything processing food then that's when you know i think that everything kind of took a turn turn for the worst right you know what i mean we're seeing more obesity more cancer more everything you know more of these debilitating mm-hmm. diseases than ever before and now people are trying to reverse it by doing you know kind of like what we're doing right now right making more awareness but at the same time you know i think they've done the math like it's 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 impossible to produce whole foods like that for this entire country yeah like it's not it's you, you there's no way that it's gonna some happen. form of processing but it, yeah, it's but, tough. I mean, like, how do you I'm find talking that about like fucking gushers and like oh, yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean. Like, so I think there's McDonald's a difference between processing food uh, and manufacturing food and processed sugar. Right. Like high, highly processed sugar is extremely because it's it's processed sugar is uh, or I should say condensed sugar because that's essentially when they take a like because if you look at like a Coca Cola like it has as much sugar as a fucking a whole sugar cane yeah, bamboo tree or whatever crazy. the fuck that is. So they have to condense that into such a small portion that you're able to Dude. consume mass quantities way easier. That's, That's unhealthy. Yeah. So I think some processing is good for our country, and the condensing of sugars is where we really right. get fucked up, or condensing of oils, because yeah. when they make hydrogenated oil and all these different things, any vegetable oil, palm oil, canola oil, all that shit is so bad for you. Right. Um, Everything is essentially processed other than you know certain, or, or it has to go through some sort of process other than like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that because like if you were to go and kill a deer you know you got to process that with a knife somehow yeah you got to cut it up you got to gut it you got to well so and i think i think the key is is if it's processed through natural means we're fine right Right. and we talk about epigenetics like uh dna changes genetics change genes change over a hundred years of living in a certain climate elevation um surroundings environment foods um, like different cultures have different like macronutrient needs because they were raised in a more plant-based or more fat-based like in yeah. alaska they survive and get all the nutrients they need off of pure animal fat yeah. and protein yep. um, versus africa is a lot of carbs and starches because of bananas and uh plantains yep. and uh, all that shit. yeah <laughs> literally and yeah. it's just fruits and vegetables right yeah. and there's barely any meat so but when we like it, it's it's evident that we can't like adjust and regenerate our our DNA to processed shit that's not natural, right. and because instead people are dying of diabetes and cancer and all these fucked up diseases because of it, right? So, like I think that should be like a huge sign. Man, I, I had a conversation with uh, with one of my clients, and uh, you know she asked me if if Steph was breastfeeding, and I was like, F- you know, of course she is. Like why, you know, why mm-hmm. wouldn't she be? And she was like, oh well, I wasn't breastfed, and I was like. Okay, and she was like, "Yeah, a lot of people weren't." I was like, "Was that because your mom didn't produce milk?" Or she was like, "Oh no, when you know, uh, in in my generation, yeah, 
it, that was the thing is they told you they yeah. told mothers to stop breastfeeding and to just do formula. Yeah. So there was, was a like better a new, part of the population. But yeah. like you got to like look into everything because those were the government was feeding off that money wise. So they created this yeah, new thing definitely. that was formula. Yeah. And so they convinced everybody to start doing that because it's better. And people instead of looking into research, they just believe what they're told and they do it. Versus allowing the natural process to happen where your baby's going to get healthy gut bacteria, healthy hormones from the mother. Like, that shit is crazy. But that's how fucked up our country is. Like, they don't care. But then, I mean, because we have to supplement with formula. uh, And, you know, she... Supplement. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and, you know, I looked at it because I was like, I mean, me and both me and Steph were like super worried about it. We were like so against it at first. But, you know, she, she, she didn't need it. So... I'm like looking at like what's in it. So like the there's one that's milk based, and then there's one that it says plant based, but it's all like you know they get it from soy. Right. Um, and so both of these and, and what babies react to as far as like allergies and stuff like that, like the most is like milk and and soy. And I mean amongst you know several other things, but like that's what your choices are when it comes to formula, yeah. right? So it's like the, these babies get super gassy, super fussy. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're not, you know, it affects the way they, that they are able to digest uh, nutrients. And even when they when they process it in their body and then they, they poop it out, it's completely different. Than and you're talking about the soy one, right? Soy and, and milk base. Oh, really? Yeah. Because again, like you know, our, our, uh, our it's not it's not it's cow milk. Yeah, it's yeah. not natural. Yeah. Like well, you know, our bodies aren't made to break down. Uh, they have the. It's a completely different enzyme that breaks down the right. different types of lactose, right? So, damn, that's interesting. It's crazy how fucking fragile a baby is, man. Like dude. you got to be like so <laughs> careful. And genetics and all this shit is just nuts. Like, right. dude, it's like. So when I was reading about all this, there was like a whole section on Native Americans because they learned a lot from them. Um, and early, early on, uh, a lot of the Native Americans either had alcoholism, they died from alcoholism, or they had severe like diseases and liver issues and stuff because mm-hmm. of alcoholism. And the rate of, uh, back then, the, I mean, whites, essentially all the Europeans and shit, didn't. And it was because they discovered um, alcohol so much earlier that the culture, like, essentially adapted to it just like we keep talking about and then when they brought it over they were drinking at a certain level and then the native americans just hop right on and drink just as much as them and they started having all these issues and and it's crazy how that gets passed on generation after generation it's nuts so i mean look like the you know the europeans they they still have the same problems it's just it it might not be happening as fast as you know as fast as the native americans were affected but at the same time like yeah they they might have adapted but it, it all it did was slow the process of them killing themselves. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not like oh well I'm European so I can just fucking drink all day <laughs> and you know I'm good. Um, which is like the That's craziest fucking mentality. thing because if you've ever been to Europe, like I went to England, and I thought like you know when I was younger, like um, I mean it wasn't really that long ago, like five years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I was like man, you know what I mean like I can hold my own when it comes to when it comes drinking, to drinking. Yeah, yeah like. I went over there and I'm like, man, these guys are fucking monsters, yeah. dude. Like, can drink. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. Right. And like, the only cold beers that they had in every place that I went was Coors Light and Bud Light. So, which is American beer. Yeah. All the other beers were like, it was like room temperature, like on tap, and oh, they really? just fucking pound them. Yeah. Why do they have my room temperature? That's just the way that. So they can drink it quicker. Yeah, I guess so. 
but like Warm that's the way, but that's the way that chug it down. But that's like super old school, right? Like when they first started, you know, making beer, they didn't yeah. have fucking refrigerators. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they just they drank that shit at that's room temp. Crazy. Yeah. All they're all they're after for is the, uh, is the Dude, alcohol. You know what my grandma told me? So like my uh, uh, she lived in Toronto when she was a kid, and her so when she was growing up, they had ice boxes. They didn't, this is like the, the, I think yeah. I told you about the Joe Dude, I Rogan. saw this on if you've ever heard of this show Mountain Men I already know where you're going with it like they build this fucking like they dig this hole in the ground or whatever and like put like uh, no no <laughs> no idea what you're talking oh, about okay bro like keep going so the, well the crazy thing, first of all the crazy thing is Joe Rogan talked about this I think I mentioned it to you two people ago they had ice boxes two people yeah so two like if you think ago. about like history right you can say 150 to 200 years ago they were using ice boxes okay. and like but it's really just two people ago. That's really not that fucking okay, long ago. Okay. Three people ago. <laughs> okay. They were using. I just never heard they were fucking <laughs> writing with feathers. Yeah. Like it's crazy if you think about how fast technology is. You know what I mean? 1990, the internet was created, or whenever it was. Like that's not that. I don't. I don't think ago. that's true now because now, now, like two people ago, like you know, somebody would be like our age. You know what I mean, two hundred like, years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, like generation rise, yeah, yeah, right? Okay. Like, well, hundred and sixty grandmas years ago. are twenty eight. So my my grandpa died when I was uh, uh probably like seven. So when yeah, he was, I know what you mean. So when he was our age, he was making ice boxes. That was his business. So he was one of the first, like, he was part of one of the first companies to create the refrigerator. Crazy, Jesus, in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, dude, their latches on it uh, were so like they they didn't like you couldn't just open them and close them. So kids were dying because they were getting locked in the ice boxes. Oh shit! So that's why they created the refrigerator so it could be easily opened from both ends. <laughs> And keep coldness in there, isn't that, yeah. dude? Kids were getting stuck in the ice box and dying, just freezing to death. That's Fucking that's crazy. Nuts. My grandma's like, oh yeah, like a bunch of kids I knew, like just dying in the yeah, ice box. Dying in the ice box. Like that was a normal thing in the in the community. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. First of all, what's an ice box? That's I didn't even insane. Know. Yeah. Dude, well, so crazy. well, this thing that I thought you were talking about, like uh, if you've ever seen the show Mountain Men, there's this, uh, there's this, I can't even remember his name. And so like pretty much like he dug this hole, right? And he lived in like Maine or something like that. And, uh, like, didn't have any electricity, didn't have a refrigerator or anything like that. So to, to keep his meat cold, like, they dug this fucking hole in the ground, and then they put, like, these blocks of, like, ice. They would go cut it from, like, the fucking, like, <laughs> this guy now, like, a it's glacier. 2017. No, not even a glacier. Just, like, the lake froze over, like, three feet. Yeah. And they had this saw, so they go and they, they cut these big blocks of ice, and then they put it in this box, and it keeps this whole fuck. so they insulate it, and it keeps this whole oh, fucking, shit. like, room closed, and it's just cold. So it's like a... It's like a huge refrigerator, but this guy's not using any energy or anything like that. Damn. I was like, man, that's kind of savage. Yeah, that is. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's why I thought you were talking about Icebox. I was I like, know. man, fucking, yeah, that's the ultimate savagery right there. That's crazy. All right, well, I think that... Uh, I think that wraps it up. We did, we did a lot of rambling. So, uh, heart rate variability is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not needed for fat loss. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.